Hi all, Zach here from Built in Pit. Today I'm joined by Doug, founder of Decoder VR, a Pittsburgh-based development studio who is the creator of the VR game Forestry. Doug is also a professor of design at Chatham University and runs the local co-working space, Stack. I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. Thanks, Doug. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, happy to be here. Awesome. Could you describe a little bit of the gameplay of Forestry for us? Sure. Yeah. So Forestry is a, a game built for room-scale virtual reality, and it is an open-world uh, destruction and construction game. Um, so you're on a you're on a four-square kilometer island, and you've got uh, some chopping tools, and there's a lot of trees and objects that you can go around and chop down, and every object in the world is fully destructible and can be chopped into whatever shapes you want to chop them into, and then you can pick up all those pieces and use those to build new things. So that's kind of the core gameplay of what we built with Forestry. Nice. Would you say it's a game of infinite destruction or infinite construction, or is it maybe both? <laughs> I'd say for most people it ends up being infinite destruction. <laughs> uh, most mo most people seem to have a bent towards just destroying everything. So, <laughs> what was your inspiration for creating creating a game like that? Yeah, originally we just wanted to make a wood chopping game, so we built this really simple, uh, what what was really like a little mini game where you're just standing at a pile of logs and you can pick up logs and you can chop them in half. Um, but we realized that that was fun for about five minutes. And we wanted to. We realized that we built a lot of the core mechanics to make something a lot bigger. Um, so we expanded out those mechanics, added in a lot of new mechanics, um, added a lot of new elements, and made the world a lot bigger. And ended up spending a lot more time making something that was a lot more, a lot bigger, and had a lot more features. And um, that's what we ended up with. Yeah. So. so in the game, you're in the forest. You have axes. And you can right. throw these axes, you can chop down okay. trees, you can craft the trees into different products, create statues. Right. Uh, what's been the most uh, creative or fun thing that you've ever personally crafted in the game? Oh, man. Um, let's see. Uh, well, I spent a lot of time building a log cabin one day. Uh, which took a long time because you have to mill all of your own lumber. You have to cut down all of your own logs. Um, I'd say that's probably the most complicated thing that I've built. Um, but I've also just, like, used used lumber to try to, like, spell out huge words in the sky because uh, when you start out the game, when you finish the tutorial, you unlock uh, the ability to use telekinesis so you can you can levitate objects. Um, and then you can oh, wow. use them in place. Um, so I've tried to get really good at levitating objects and then freezing them and then uh, chopping them and then levitating them again to try to form things that are just kind of floating in space. So that's what I end up spending wow. most of my time in the game doing these days. And is there an adventure element to the game as well? And In the description, it says that there are secrets within the forest. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the island is pretty huge. Um, like I said, it's about four square kilometers. And, um, yeah, there are, some, there are some caves to explore that have some, some secret items in them that, uh, that kind of unlock a little bit of new gameplay. Um, there's some, 
some other camps to find, other items to find. There's a, an axe target throwing range you can find. Um, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of content scattered throughout the map, and we're working on a couple of a couple of new updates for the game that will uh, introduce some new content and new secret stuff to find as well. So. Awesome. How how fun is it testing a VR game in the process? Is it a little bit rough at first while you're, you know, maybe a little nauseating at first, and then as it improves better? Or what what's that process like? Yeah, I mean, you know, we uh, our focus has been on comfort from the beginning, so there was never really any like discomfort or nausea because we built the game to be. Um, as optimized and um, built for comfort as possible. So that was never really much of an issue. I'd say that, you know, most of the time, you know, when, when we've been doing testing, you know, we're, it, it's definitely fun, but we're also like, you know, it's work. We're in there looking for bugs. We're looking for errors. We're looking for objects that are out of place or out of alignment. Um, but sometimes, you know, testing is just going in and seeing, is this fun? And just trying to have as much fun as possible and, play around with new mechanics and uh, prototype new stuff. So overall, it's pretty fun. But every once in a while, it gets a little a little old going in and testing for frame rates and all of that kind of stuff. Tell us a little bit about, you know, your personal background and also who else is on the team. Uh, yeah. So um, the team is uh, me uh, and also Mike Furchek. Um, Mike Furchek's our technical director, and uh, he is the one who's oftentimes buried in code trying to figure out weird problems that we uncover. Um, specifically for forestry, we also brought in a handful of other people to help out on some, some smaller projects. Uh, Justin Nixon, who's a phenomenal 3D modeler. Um, Paul Zito helped us with some of our audio and some of our soundtrack. He's a composer that lives out in Portland. Um, we had several other musicians, Josh Duguay, Ricardo Inuri, um, Ross Riley, uh, and a few other musicians that recorded some original music for us. Um, and then a big group of beta testers, play testers, um, and then a handful of people that helped us run our uh, release party as well. So, you know, the core team is really just me and Mike, but we definitely had a lot of help along the way. Um, and yeah, I mean, my background yeah. is really in design. Um, I've been doing graphic design, web design, um, and pretty much whatever I can get my hands on for the last several years and really started to dive into working with VR and working in Unreal Engine uh, about two or three years ago and mm -hmm. uh, never really looked back. Um, and I yeah. really try to spend the, the majority of my time working on projects related to that now. So, What sort of systems and platforms has the game launched on? Yeah, so the game is right now out, uh, it's on Steam, um, and probably later this summer we'll also release on the Oculus Store, uh, though it's already compatible with the Oculus through Steam. Um, and we've also been talking to Sony about bringing a version of the game to the PlayStation as well. So, so how does developing a, a VR game work in that 
in that sense, how do you choose which platforms? Is Steam pretty much the dominant player, or does every system have kind of its own setup, its own different nuances, or are you able to kind of make one game and launch it across multiple, multiple platforms? Yeah, I mean, we're really able to make one game and push it out to multiple platforms. I mean, the the trick comes in really in dealing with the marketplaces and with their submission processes and curation processes, uh, their own internal QA process. Um, Sony is a little different just because their hardware is drastically different from what Steam and Oculus are using. Um, so with that, you do, you know, we, if we end up trying to really push it onto PlayStation, we'll end up doing a fair amount of uh, reconfiguration and redevelopment to make sure that it's running optimally on their hardware as well. So, Yeah. What's been your experience like launching a VR game in Pittsburgh? Is there a, a strong VR community here? Um, it's been interesting doing it here um, because, you know, a lot of game development and VR in general is happening out on the west coast and um pittsburgh is definitely uh you know a smaller city for this kind of stuff you know we're lucky that we have uh shell games here um they're a pretty huge studio and they released a really great vr title in december called i expect you to die um <laughs> that's a really great first person puzzle game um so overall you know it's been good there's a good there's a good but small community here. Um, I think that, you know, we had hoped that there would be a little more, um, I guess, interest from, like, the broader community, specifically from, like, the newspapers and the press. But um, the press is pretty uh, – doesn't seem that interesting covering anything related to technology unless it's about Google or Uber or some sort of, uh, yeah. like, crazy thing that's going on. So. Um, you know, we got we got really good write-ups in some national press, specifically from some good VR and gaming publications. But local press was pretty uh, pretty silent. So, but that's that seems to be how it goes. So, yeah. So, what's next for Decoder VR? What are you guys What are you guys thinking about and testing out? Yeah, I mean, so right now we're working on uh, a big update for forestry. We're rebuilding our tutorial system. We're adding in a little bit of new content. Um, and then we'll be working to push the game out to Oculus and PlayStation. Um, but in the meantime, we're also working on some kind of internal prototyping related to some possible new projects. Um, but those are all kind of too early to talk about too much. So, Thanks for listening. You can find Forestry on the Steam Network and see the promo video on our site, builtinpit.com. You can also reach out to Doug directly and demo the game by coming by the Stack co-working space or reach him at doug at decodervr.com.